Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Cam Rowland. Uh, maybe Cam, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much, Glenn, for having me on. It's great to be here. Um, yeah, I've been full-time real estate investing since 2010. Bought my first uh uh, property in 2006 after reading Rich Dad Poor Dad. I worked in um, the not-for-profit church uh, for about 17 years prior to that and yeah, love what I do. When we were talking uh, ahead of time, you are saying uh, your main business is uh, lease options and rent-to-own? Yeah, yeah, that's right. What's the best way to get the investors interested in our, our, our deals that we're doing? Great question. Uh, I would say... Uh, you know, just be genuine, share what you're doing. I mean, you know, it's like no investor wants to be like hounded up front. They want to see that you've got experience and and are genuine and know what you're talking about. I mean, really, I got my first investor just because I was active. I got a couple of deals under my belt, was just sharing it with my friends. I really wasn't looking for investors and, and um some friends, actually, I worked with them, said, uh, hey, we like what you're doing. Tell us more, and we'd like to invest with you. So that's really how it started, and it really uh, boiled down to, uh, you know, after that, just having a, um, you know, an elevator speech that was really casual, and but, uh, you know, the point was to get a, a meeting over coffee, not to, not to take 30 seconds and sell them on a deal because, that's just kind of cramming it down their throat, right? So I've worked really hard on my elevator speech over the years and still do, still working on it. And, of course, I've got different elevator pitches, but, you know, that's really how it started, just with one investor. And and uh, they've told a friend and they told two friends, et cetera, et cetera. Is it, uh, is it cool to hear your elevator pitch? I'd love to, to just – Yeah, sure. I mean, I've got a couple of them, so let's see if I can – uh, you know, most of the time, my elevator pitch is uh, to to rent to own clients, uh, but with investors, um, go both ways. Go both ways. It's just sort of people get an idea of how what what, sure. the, what the structure into their pitch. Sure, sounds good. So I'll I'll start with a rent to own a tenant buyer. Uh, you know, they'll call up off an ad or or whatever, and uh, and they'll say, well, what is what is rent to own? I say, well, what, what we do is we help families and individuals who can afford mortgage payments, but they can't get a mortgage from the bank. And that's usually because of poor credit or not enough of a down payment. So our rent-to-own rent clients, you know, uh, put some money down, usually between five dollars and $10,000 up front. And uh, over the course of uh, three years, we help them save up a down payment so that after five years, they've got enough um, funds built up for a down payment. And also during that time, we help them build or repair their credit score. And I just say, does that make sense? And uh, so I just kind of end it with an open-ended question that puts it back in their court. And so that's my 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 pitch to um, to to rent own clients. Um, that's great because like it's not it's not pushy. You're not selling anything. It's just no. informative. Exactly. I mean, you know, we you know what it's like uh, when someone is new on something that they're really excited about and they're very passionate, but. It's like, oh, you got to get this thing, right? You know, you, you know this pen. This is the best pen. You got to buy one. It's five hundred bucks, and you go. I'll think about it. And then a month later, you call the guy up and say, "Okay, I'm ready for that pen." He goes, 
forget about the pen. I got something way better, right? It's like, it's like when you're talking with people, uh, you got to be able to um, really help them understand the value without saying you got to buy it. And uh, so that's what I try to do do with that. Excellent. So with the investors, um, basically, what you know, if I bump into someone. Um, you know, either at a networking event or I bump into someone at, you know, Costco or whatever, and they say, what are you up to? And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm investing and I partner with investors who uh, typically get anywhere from 10 to 20% return on their investment with us. And um, we, you know, uh, most of our investors are hands-free where they invest, they purchase the property or they invest in the project. And they receive uh, checks monthly, quarterly, annually, and and what they like about it is that their money is secure, and um, that they're hands off. They don't have to deal with tenants, and uh, you know some of the tenancy issues. So that's basically it. It's it's a variation of that, but yeah. So the the person who is the investor, then they just have to qualify for the mortgage and have the the down payment for that, and then they basically yeah. can passively just receive money from that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so I, I've actually got um, a very short slideshow that I use, uh, assuming that I, I meet somebody, you know, someone is interested, we meet for coffee. I've got a super simple slideshow that basically uh, works off of three three ways to invest of, you know, you know, there's many more than that. But uh, three is a great way to start. And I talk about RSP investing. I talk about cash investing, and then I talk about for qualifying for mortgage to own a property. Yeah, so so the best returns typically are the people who buy a physical property. They uh, they put twenty percent down, qualify for the mortgage. Once they're into it, we look after the whole thing. But yeah, that's typically what we do. I read your article on attracting investors. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, this is really uh, this this little piece basically started off from one of my students who was uh, going to be meeting with a couple of different investors and they're like, what do I say? What do I do? And, and uh, so I basically put together this piece and just says, you know what? Uh, first of all, you know, try to meet with them face to face. You want to build rapport with them. You want to uh, help them feel comfortable with, with what you do. Um, and face to face is a great way to do it because it helps, you know, build that confidence. And, Face-to-face, -face, you can tell stories and, and examples of what you've done and what you haven't done. So that's the first one, face-to-face. -face. Yeah, I totally um, agree because yeah. the, the problem I have like doing this American investing is I'm, I'm looking for lenders and everything else. And a lot of it, it it's, it's so much easier to work with somebody and trust somebody mm. if you see them. And I, when I'm talking mm. to someone on the Internet, like – you know, they say they're in Florida, but they could be anywhere. There's so many mm. things that run through your mind because sure. you, 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 the face-to-face -face will, uh, I don't know, it, it gives you a sense of calm, I guess. That, that, yeah. Anyway, continue. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it is so important. So, um, you know, the second one is, um, you know, less is more. Like I said before, um, I've, got a, I've got a slideshow that basically is three points uh, it's a total of, um, you know, about 12 slides, and it's mostly mostly pictures and very little text. And I just walk through the, 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 the three ways that people can invest, and I basically just tell stories. I tell stories of how we come across properties, what we do with them, how we, uh, you know, invest the funds, how the funds get returned, 
I talk about the the exit strategies involved. And so, you know, starting off at a very basic level, anybody can can engage in that, even if someone has had zero investing experience in real estate because it's just so basic. But what that allows the conversation to go deeper if a person has got a little bit of knowledge in one of them. So, for example, lots of people don't have um, any understanding about the RSP investments. And, um, you know, so if they don't, I'll just kind of skim over it and I'll say, well, do you have any RSPs? Or, you know, and say, yeah, I've got RSPs. And I just say, and I basically explain to them, explain to them that they really become the bank and uh, where they can actually touch the physical uh, product that their RSPs invested in. Whereas most people have no clue where their RSPs. I think they're in a stock market or a mutual fund. I, I don't know. I meet with a guy maybe once a year. You know, so so each point just uh, like enables me to gauge where they're at. And then if they've got questions, they want to go deeper on that, great. Because that's usually what happens is, is you know, on one of them, we'll just kind of skim over. And, and then the other two will go super deep. They'll start asking a ton of questions. So I start off really simple. I kind of, you know, trickle, you know, information. And I, it's the same uh, when I'm talking with tenant buyers. Uh, and any, really in any profession, if you're selling, <clears throat> you start off with a basic knowledge. Because if you, if you throw too much information on a person, they're just going to get confused and walk away. But if you throw a couple things at them that they can grab onto, then they can, they can go to the next level because they're ready to go there. So that's why I like keeping it simple. Less is more. Awesome. I think that that's one of the things I really need to work on is that less is more. I know I, I've been doing uh, some speaking presentations and I, I throw a lot of information at people right mm -hmm. off the start. And I think yeah. that's, that's one thing I need to work on. Let them come to me instead of just bringing all the information to them. No, it's, that's a great yeah. tip. Yeah. I mean, just to follow up on that, a great analogy is imagine that you have got a bunch of tennis balls and, and your goal is that you want the person across from you to to catch one or two of them but you've got you know five of them because they're all great all five of these tennis balls are great you throw them at all at them or her how many are they going to catch maybe one probably they're going to get flustered and they're not going to catch anything whereas if you lob one or two of them chances of them catching them are quite high i like that analogy Cool. Uh, what else we got? What other points we got yeah, here? Yeah. So the third one I've kind of talked about already, but you know, a slideshow. Um, yep. You know, I, I I put it together. It's a, a PowerPoint or whatever, and um, but you know, so you can use you know like a like an iPad or a computer. If you don't have that, you can print them out and put it in a nice binder if you want to, and literally just you know they become talking points, and so. It, uh, it, it helps, you know, some people are a little bit nervous at first, yep. you're not constantly staring at them. And, uh, this way you've got something kind of third party ish to look at. And, uh, but it just, yeah, it just, again, keep it simple, something super easy. And now they can walk away with it. I actually have a document that goes along with the slideshow that they can have, uh, that, uh, basically talks about the three points and, has some of my talking points in there so that they've got something physically to walk away with or take notes on or whatever. Excellent. And then uh, I guess we're on to the next one. Let's talk about uh, solicitation. Yeah. So, you know, I can remember starting out, uh, you know, at least I took action, but some of the stuff I did early on was really stupid because 
um, I put on Kijiji or Craigslist or whatever. I said, uh, you know, looking for an investor, you know, I think I put 10% or something or, or I said, um, somehow along the line of, you know, invest with this and you'll get, um, uh, what did I say? I said, uh, was it stock or was, no, it wasn't stock. It was, you know, you'll get, uh, you know, 10 shares. I had no clue what I was talking about. I wasn't even incorporated anything. It was just, it was me just kind of putting stuff out there. And, and uh, yeah. I, I learned real quick, which is great. Um, but yeah, as, as you know, and probably most of your listeners know, um, with, uh, with when it comes to money and, and uh, talking about returns, you need a license to advertise. And so you don't see any advertising on any of my Facebook stuff. I'll talk about things I do, and I'll talk about, you know, investor getting good returns. That might even be pushing it too much. But um, basically, once someone engages with you and they say, well, tell me more, tell me about your returns, they've opened up the door. You haven't gone out and hunted them down. And so, yeah, it just you can't advertise um, uh, on, on any public domain about returns or amount of money someone will get back, that sort of stuff. But you can generate interest. You can generate an email list that people will give you permission to send them stuff to. And um, and then from there, you can start uh, sharing about returns because people have asked you to send it to them. Yep. So, yeah, so that's that's the fourth one. And, and, the, and the fifth one on that piece that we're talking about is what I'll do is I'll put together a little package or a performer on either something that I just recently did or something I'm working on. So when I go through my uh, very simple slideshow, I'll have a couple things that if they're ready to go deeper, um, then I've got something to actually show them, right? And so, for example, the, the third thing on my slideshow talks about uh, in investing by buying a, a, a rental property. Um, so I'll have like a seven-page, it's a same thing I use over and over again, but it's, it's a document that basically talks about everything. It talks about what the projected returns are, what they need to put down, what their responsibilities are, what my responsibilities are, uh, what the exit strategy or strategies are, and um, you know the information's in there too. If if they're ready to go and they're ready to buy, and uh, they need information for getting insurance, uh, stuff is in there about the property. Uh, you know how the plumbing uh, roof is, all that stuff. And so basically, it's just a just a package that uh, I've got ready to go. Uh, but I also will email it out to people. I'll send out emails to my to my email list, and you know people want more information on a property. I send that out to them. And again, it's another talking point, but it's going much deeper for people who are ready to go to the next step. And then you do you bring this out on like the second meeting or the is there a third meeting or is how how many steps is this to to get to this point? It really depends on the person. You know, you've got an you've got early adopters who are like. They're ready to go the first meeting. Now they may not cut you a check uh, that first meeting, but I've had I've had uh, people who I, I never met with, and two years later they sent me an email because they're on my email list. Said we've been watching you for two years. We're ready to invest. I've had other people. You know, I had this um, uh, you know guy who did one investment, and then we sat for coffee about a year and a half later, and. And uh, he just said, so what else you got going on? And I said, well, I'm looking for 50 grand on a reno. And, and uh, 
he goes, well, you want me to write you a check now? And I didn't have a loan agreement or anything drawn up. And he literally wrote me a check. And that's part of the trust, you know, the, uh, what do they call that? Uh, uh, you know, pinching flesh or whatever, you know, um, uh, you know, just the relationship was there. And so, yeah, in terms of, you know, your question, when do you release that? If they're that first meeting, often the first meeting, if they've had some experience with investing, uh, doesn't even have to, have to be real estate, uh, they're they're ready to start talking through the next steps on that document, or if they're looking for cash, we're saying, so what do we, we do, what do we do here? So well, I'll drop a loan agreement, and I'll fire it off to you, you know, later today or tomorrow, and basically it'll it'll have you know the main components of of the agreements of our loan, and uh, whether or not that is a unsecured promissory note, or if it's a prom note that started to get the ball rolling to send to a lawyer to secure it to a, to a property or something else. So it can be the first date, someone's ready to write a check, or it can be years. I mean, all, yep. all sorts of people, right? Yep. So, or, or, or never for some people, <laughs> for sure. Yep. So, um, Cam, if uh, people want to get a hold of you, uh, what's the best way to do so? Yeah, uh, probably two ways. Uh, my website is creativeinvestor.ca. And uh, so you can contact me through there as well as I'm on Facebook and uh, my Facebook uh, page is Creative Investor. It's at Creative Invest on Facebook. You'll find me there. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for your time, Cam, and I'm sure we'll uh, talk again very shortly. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S., Next week, our guest is Cam Rowland as well. I've taken the interview and cut it into two parts. The next part next week is actually on a different subject matter. We'll be talking about RSP investing in real estate and how to take, I guess, a piece of real estate that's not performing as well and make it perform and, and work well in your portfolio. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Thanks. Bye.